Whiskey and Nerds Podcast. So we're drinking whiskey today. We are currently drinking Rock Top by Redwood, Redwood Empire. Empire. Yeah. It's the rye. Yeah. It tastes like... A rye whiskey. <laughs> a rye whiskey. So it's hard for ryes to set themselves apart to me. Like, if, if you if you can take a rye and set yourself apart, you did something good. Otherwise, you got a rye whiskey. You know what I would like to do with this? I would like to side-by-side it with a Willet. Because they actually, the sweetness, the kind of yeah, they actually spearmint do. five gum taste very, very similar. Very yeah. similar. So I think these two next to each other would be quite the experience. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to drink both of these, though. Because we have a Elijah Craig A122 side-by-side with a Larceny Barrel Proof. All while on this week's episodes, we are going to talk about... The 13,000 shows that are out right now. Yeah. And this, the uh, Larceny Bell Proof is a C921. Yes. So the last batch of last year for Larceny, the, yeah, first, the batch. first batch of this year for Elijah Craig. Again, both Heaven Hill. Yeah. Uh, Larceny by itself tastes like a foot. Yeah. Larceny Small Batch is one of the worst things I've ever drank. Uh, and I, I've always been, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is like what got me into the higher proofs. And never turned away. So, I don't think I got any of the 121s. Um, No. No. Wait. You might have. You got, I think, a uh, B521. I did get a B521. Yeah. I did. So. Because I got the A120. Mm -hmm. Which was was the king until the C920. The C920 was, because you had a C920. Or a C919 yeah. that everyone said was really, really good. Yeah. And then the A120 was good, but everyone said the C19 was better. The B520 was meh. Yeah. Like, it was fine. It was, it was good, but it was just really sweet. It was like a almost a dessert. It was more desserty. Yeah. More, I don't want to say brown sugar, but more dessert spice. Um, yeah. And then the C920 was your... Deep caramels, Everything. heavy brown sugar, brown sugar. Your little bit of molasses and like your so standard. Had, like, was it like cinnamon that it had? Like it was set it apart from the A one twenty. It had all of your staple bourbon notes cranked up to eleven. Yeah, in the best ways possible. Yeah, and then for it being, I think that one was sixty four. I could be wrong. I don't remember something in there. But for it's it being, usually, yeah, this one's sixty point four. So it's usually right around where mm-hmm. they uh. It's like 60 to 65. 63. I think it was 63. But yeah, that one that one was perfect. In fact, that was one of the best high-proof bourbons I have ever had, period. Mm-hmm. And then we got a B521 on a whim. It's good. So if I remember correctly, it wasn't anything to write home about. Yeah. But it like, also wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. So, But I am excited to side-by-side these. Now you've already had the you already dove into the larceny. I already dove into the larceny. Now neck pour, the first pour of a bottle always tastes different to me. I know yep. it's scientifically bullshit. Yeah, but it, it does though. And it, whether it be psychosomatic or it be just whatever the reason, yeah. The bottom half of the bottle, unless it is in my house and gets fucked up, 
<laughs> the bottom half of a bottle always, always, always tastes better than the top half of a bottle. Whether whether it's a week old, because I had a hard week, mm-hmm. or nine months to a year old. I forgot. Oh, it was the uh, Whips and Corset, the Journeyman. Yeah, the yeah. weeded bourbon that I had for ever. Yeah. I tried and I tried and I tried and I did not like the bourbon the first two thirds of the bottle. Didn't like it. I was like, it tastes like weird cream soda. Okay. Weird cream soda root beer. The last third, the last two and a half glasses that I had of that thing. It's phenomenal. Greatest fucking thing I've ever had in my life. Yeah. That's what it was for the longest time with the uh, the Woodford Double Oaked. I hated. The I first got you back on that one. Quarter third of the bottle to the point where I just I put it in the back of my cabinet, didn't even touch it. Uh, and then Snowmageddon happened in 2020, and uh, you had just told me that you got in a bottle and you thought it was delicious, and I was like, you know, let me go back and take a sip. Because I remember that conversation. You were like, I I hated it. I didn't like it. I didn't like anything about it. It just. I think the word you used was bitter because it's super oaky. Yeah. I was like, dude, trust me. Yeah. Go back. And the weird thing is, and it ties back into our original conversation. I bought another bottle recently and I opened it up, poured a glass. I was like, all right, go enjoy this. I had, I think I was watching. I don't remember what I was watching, but it was good. I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. Watch my show. Sat down, took a sip. I was like, that tastes like a dog's asshole. (laughs) So I'm like, but I know let me just give it like two or three weeks. Let it do whatever it does in the bottle. Air out. And we know that scientifically does nothing. Yeah. But. The changes are actually completely, you know, minute. Yeah. But it with weeded whiskeys, all weeded whiskeys, the rule of thumb is if you pour a glass or you just open the bottle, let it sit for 30 minutes. Yep. And just let it air out. Period. The journeyman, Eric got one. Yeah. Got the bottle. The second he got it home, opened it up and let it sit there open for 30 minutes. The whole bottle. Poured it. It was great. Hmm. So. What now, like a decanter would do. Not a decanter, but like those wine aerators. The, the Oh, those big ones? Yeah. What well, that would do to a... Liberty Mutual. Yeah. That dude was in Chuck. Not the minion. The guy behind him. Uh, okay. Hey, we're back to dinosaurs. Yeah, Chuck starring Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi also played Shazam, which comes out later this year, the sequel to which. Yeah, Family of Gods or something like that. Something like that. Uh, Shazam's number one enemy villain in the comic books was Black Adam, which trailer came out a couple days ago. How do you like that fucking segue? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Liberty Mutual. I I have my concerns. So Black Adam. Uh, needless to say, it's The Rock, and everything The Rock touches turns to gold. Yeah. Um, and while while you talk about The Rock, I'm going to pour the larceny for both of us, or at least mine, then I'll pass the bottle back to you. Fair enough. So, everything he touches turns to gold. And I am 1,000% this person. I grew up watching wrestling. We were just watching clips of wrestling before we turned this on. The Rock can do no wrong to me. He seems like the coolest dude on the planet. And if I got a chance to meet him, I might actively fangirl <laughs> start crying like a 13 year old girl to justin bieber yeah yeah that's fair the trailer came out what tuesday wednesday of this week uh the 8th so i believe it was wednesday yeah um so and what, watching- what is what is your original or your 
your opinion so far based so, on the trailer? Based on the trailer, I hate, I really, especially now, I hate to say this, but movies starring The Rock seem to be more and more just vehicles to show how cool The Rock is. Yeah. Um, much like Will Smith is a larger-than-life actor, mm-hmm. and he was in all kinds of different movies, but then it got to a point that no matter what the storyline was, what the cast was, if Will Smith's in a movie, yeah, it's... it's exclusively a movie about how cool Will Smith is. Yeah. Whether it's his fault or not, he just, how he acts, his style of acting, not how he acts personally, yeah. slapping people, uh, his style of acting just commands the screen, commands the crew around him, does that. It's almost like the Stallone Schwarzenegger syndrome. Kind of. Very much so, especially like late 80s, early 90s, where yeah. the guns had to get bigger. No matter what they did, they had to be shirtless and just be like annihilating yeah. people. So, I f- when watching this trailer, mm-hmm. it was very much, oh shit, Hawkman, that's cool, Adam Smasher, or DC Ant-Man, whichever, however you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Fucking Pierce Brosnan. Fucking awesome. Yeah. And then you have Black Adam. And the whole thing just looks like a vehicle to show you how big of a badass the rock is. And traditionally, I'd be like, whoa! Yeah. In this case, I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'm not down on it. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. Yeah. No, I'm still super excited to go see it. I, and and I so we really, go see it opening day. Yeah, I really want to see Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate or DC's Doctor Strange. Um, but I was not blown away by the trailer in any capacity. Of plus, I don't. You know the Black Adam story. He, yeah. was, he was a slave. His family got killed. He kind of stole, manipulated himself into the Shazam powers. Yeah. And he's not necessarily a vin- villain, but he's not a good guy. Yeah. He's almost like the DC Namor. Does whatever benefits him and his people. Yeah. It, he's just, get out of my way or I'll kill you. Yeah. Heroes don't kill people. I do. I do. Yeah. Fucking. And if I hear the phrase, the hierarchy of the DC universe. Is about to change. One more time. Yeah. Up until he actually did several press conferences talking about that. And here's what I'm actually excited for for the movie. Because he said this multiple times. His hope for the movie is that this actually reignites the DC universe. And he said it of, we have people in place with long-term vision for the stories we want to write. Basically saying, hey, we want to do what Marvel does without using the words we want to do what Marvel does. Uh, we want s- long-term stories to branch out of this, both in and out of the Black Adam family. Everyone get connected to grow this whole DC universe into something more. Would that be something you give a shit about? Or are you of the mind that 
DC just needs to make their own random movies. Stop trying to make it connect. Stop trying to be Marvel. Do your thing because you fucked it up. I mean, I would love to see a DC universe actually be successful and actually have a Justice League after a buildup and not, hey, we made a Batman and a Superman. Here's Justice League with 13 characters. Yeah, it was, hey, here's a, one Superman movie. And now we're getting a Superman sequel? Yes, but Marvel's doing really well, so we're going to throw Batman in there real fast and then Wonder Woman at the same time. Yeah. Which the Wonder Woman cameo in Batman vs. Superman was probably the best part of that, of that movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was... Justice League. With yeah, no, no Flash movie, no Cyborg movie, nothing. Yeah. And then since then, nothing. Now we are getting a Flash movie, and apparently fuck Cyborg. So Well, Cyborg said fuck Warner Brothers. True, so true. It, both of them are just like... Yeah. Uh, um, you're about to get Aquaman 2, which I believe is supposed to come out later this year as well. Uh, I think it got pushed to next year. It might have. Fuck Amber Heard. Yeah. Um. Out there shit. <laughs> they got a things. lot of rewrites to do now. <laughs> I might have to reshoot a whole bunch of things. Um. But to answer your original question, yes, I would love to see it. Do I think it stems off of revolves around and starts with Black Adam? No. Now, to to do this for DC, you have to get DC Warner Brothers studio execs behind it, which no one's been able to do that so far. Does The Rock have that pull? Maybe. I mean, he restarted a football league. So, yes. But yes. right now, if you're telling me anyone has any kind of pull to not do everything himself, he's not an idiot. He's a good businessman for a reason. Yeah. He's going to hire the right people to go in the right spots. Yeah. But is he a studio executive that is to hire people to put them in the right spots? Like, they might have the people like, yeah, you could hire me. I want that. I'm going to do that. Well, because Warner Brother owned all of DC, yeah. whereas... Disney owns Marvel Cinematic Universe. They don't own Marvel Comics. Right. Marvel Comics is still running as its own thing. That's why they like to match what each other does because it's good for business. Mm -hmm. But makes people happy. One could do whatever it wants over the other and does from time Mm -hmm. to time. Um, DC is all one umbrella. So when DC Cinematic Universe has a problem, DC Comics has a problem. And when you don't have your own, you know, app for comics like Marvel Universe does, and you run everything off of Mixology, who gets bought by Amazon, and then fucking crushes the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know why you would, but it's so stupid. Um, it's a bunch of people that don't read comics that run comic-based sites things. or entities. Yeah. Um. I would think the word is that they have, they're bringing people in like it's in progress. The wheels are moving of somebody to head all of DC to be a Kevin Feige. Again, Kevin Feige had a singular vision of what if the comics that we have, everyone connects. It's one universe. They have their own stories. They have their own adventures, love interests, situations. But what happens here? connects to what happens over here on a different issue. King and Black, we read the five issues of King and Black, which is amazing. Yeah. There's like 34 actual issues of everyone dealing with the shit. People bouncing in and out and affecting other comics here Uh, and there. Yeah. So Kevin Feige is like, I have a plan of doing this. Now, he's very adamant that he made the first few movies and he had no idea if it would actually work. That they were really piecing it together, writing 
as they were going of, oh, okay, we can do the ether. Oh, well, the ether is now an infinity stone. Yeah. How? I'm made of questions. You're like, Shh. <laughs> How'd you pull that out of your Yeah, fuck, fuck off. Yeah. And then they make fun of it with, you know, Thor going, it's less of a stone, more of a sludge. Um, <laughs> so good when you're so successful, you can go back and make fun of your flaws. Hey, it, it works. works for a lot of people. <laughs> and we'll get to the boys on a different situation because what they're doing in those first four episodes is make fun mm. of everybody. Mm-hmm. They're touching on everything. Uh, so if you have a DC universe stemming off of Black Adam, and, and reportedly The Rock wants it to be the Snyderverse family, he's not trying to continue the Snyderverse. Yeah, but he wants the Warner Brothers DC properties to be the Snyderverse family. Does that mean he wants Batflick? More than anything, he wants Henry Cavill. Well, yeah, I did hear that. I actually heard that they got him. And nothing's it, that's been in talks forever. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you're not going to give me a better Superman than Henry Cavill. No. You can get creative with other things, different takes on it, and I could be like, sure. And we'll probably have like seven Batman options by the time we actually get around to picking a Batman at this point. Yeah, true. Um, but he reportedly wants the Snyder family, the. Can you imagine a Jason Momoa Aquaman going up against the Black Adam? That would be fun to watch. Or even more so, like, the cartoon is Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam. And Black Adam whoops the fuck out of both of them. In reality, you want an Aquaman, Henry Cavill Superman against Black Adam. And you can throw Zachary Levi in there to be... but. Chuck or Kurt Warner or however you want to see him, <laughs> whatever character he plays, does not inspire any sort of intimidation, no matter yeah. what the case is, against The Rock. Now, dialogue wise, I would love to watch them go back and forth. I think it'd be funny. Yeah, but for a but then you're comic not get story, your serious Black Adam, you're gonna get comedic Rock. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. The best Rock that you get in movies is one where he gets to be funny. Yeah. The more serious he has to be, the more one-dimensional and boring it is. Yeah. And I think you just nailed why I'm not excited. Yeah. Why this movie just looks like a vessel to show how cool The Rock is. Yeah. Now, he got fucking huge, even huger than he normally was yeah, to play the character. out of that skin-tight suit. Oh, fuck. He is gigantic. <laughs> it's almost it? like it doesn't fit him because his traps are just blowing out of it. It's, like it was supposed to come up to his neck. It was supposed it to come it. up here and just like yeah. a guy wearing a shirt three sizes too small. <laughs> No, it's just, I'm just that big. No, you shopped a baby gap, fuckface. Get out of the schmedium. Mm-hmm. So, so I've already, I've <coughs> already kind of notated as to why I'm on the fence about it, and it goes back to uh, the. I, I, it was before the trailers even came out when they were all just. It was Pierce Brosnan and a couple other actors in the movie. Oh, they were like, yeah. "This is the greatest movie I've ever been a part of. This movie's gonna rock your world." I'm like, why are you trying to sell me on it? Like, what's what's the point of this? What's commercial? the goal of this? Yeah, give me a trailer, or show do me this stuff. on conferences. Yeah, show me stuff. Yeah, but don't don't show try me to convince me. You guys saying you really need to see this. Don't miss out on this. Mm-hmm. Because <coughs> almost like if it wasn't DC or Marvel and like that, that's gonna push me away from it. Yeah, I'm like 
you finish the movie and you realize, oh, this is kind of, ooh, this hey, ain't great. Ooh, we're going to go tell them this is amazing. Otherwise, they might not see this. Yeah, because now I don't believe you. Now I believe you're just trying to sell push me, me to sell. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're trying to, like, Pierce Brosnan told me it's amazing. So this movie's amazing. I'm going to go leave a review before I even watch it because Pierce of, Brosnan said it was great. On the alternative side, no one told you to go see Top Gun. No one yeah. had to keep telling you that, hey, Listen, guys, this movie's so good. They kept telling you, we're not releasing it yet. The fuck, man? It has to come out in full capacity theaters. Just show us the movie. No. Yeah, no. And then, okay, well, we're getting close. Push it back more. What the absolute shit? And then, and then we finally got to see it. Finally got it, and it opens up with like, Tom Cruise uh... like, I'm glad you're here. Everything in this movie is real. This movie is made to be watched in theaters. Enjoy it. And he goes flying through the two other kids, and you're like, I just peed! <laughs> and it made sense, whereas Black Adam's like, I promise it's good. Yeah. It, it, and like you said, too, it's, it's mostly good. It's, it's probably better than Morpheus. Do you remember when Vin Diesel was in the first Triple X? And you're like, hey, that was pretty good. And then you got Triple X for Zern of Xander Cage, and it was like a Vin Diesel jackoff movie. Because it just That's showed what you're how about. badass Vin yeah. Diesel was. It's a vessel to... Which is another reason I hate all the Fast and Furious movies after one. I'll give it to five. I give it four. I'll give it to five. Was five when they introduced The Rock Uh, with Gina? uh, Yes, because that was the Rio. Okay, so I'll give you five. Yeah. The Rock with Gina is the last one that I would give you. Yeah, so that's five. Uh, So I'll give you five. Six, seven, eight, nine? Oh, God. A little off the rails. I think that's what it was. Maybe it was six. Daddy's got to go to work. Gonna break out of this cast real quick. I'm just gonna flex out of the cast with my broken arm. God, this it's, smells like delicious bourbon. It is delicious bourbon. Now, I've been you, sipping on it this whole time. Do you have? <laughs> I, I honestly haven't talked so much. I don't know if I drank this or not. Do you have notes on it? Uh, it's a C921. 21. It is like 60 point something proof. And it is delicious. See if I can. I think there's actually notes on the back of the bottle. Uh, I got breaking bourbon. No, I trust them pretty emphatically. Yes, I'm over 21. So right now, look, I'm going to go see Black Adam. I'm going to go see it a day early. I'm going to go spend all the money. The Rock can do no wrong, even when it's absolute garbage. I watched The Tooth Fairy. (laughs) Um, And I've watched all of Young Rock. I'm that guy. I'm in. I'm in. But... I'm not overly stoked by what I saw from the movie. It's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be a one-off, like most of what DC is. He might get a sequel, and we'll tie some stuff together, but it's never going to go anywhere. Or, because it's The Rock, you're welcome. Because it's The Rock, my God. and he has the power that he has, and the pull that he does, this is the spark of the DCEU. Alright, fuck The Rock and fuck this movie. Listen, what I'm <laughs> drinking right now... This is so good. And it's larceny. Oh, this is... Their small batch is the worst whiskey ever, and their barrel strength is... So, yeah, it's a, you said a 61.2%, uh, 68% corn, 20% wheat, 12% malted barley. Um, on the nose, toasted pecan, cream soda, three musketeers candy bar. Nougat? I guess. Molasses. I got the brown butter, I get, I get the cream oak. soda. And I can get it like a cream soda smell. Yeah. I don't know about the, the Three Musketeers. I don't know about Three Musketeers. That's a, that's a strong one. It's like, have I already opened it? Okay, so the palette, black cherry, plum, 
touch of dark maple syrup, which I definitely get. Yeah, I definitely get the maple Vanilla syrup. base, which I definitely get. Sweet and impressionable. I guess I get a dark fruits for your cherry and plum. I can't no. break it's them like down. It's like the maple vanilla almost overpowers any kind of fruity note. Which, God bless them for it. Yeah, it's so good. And then the finish. Dried raspberries. Oh, son of a bitch. That's exactly what I got. A dried fruit note. A dried fruit dry yeah. fruit berry note and it is raspberry yeah like very very much so uh more molasses kind of in a sweetness mm-hmm. prune man i don't get that maybe on the tail end uh light tannis and long and potent just because it's barrel it's strength, barrel strength. And it's gonna it's last in your mouth forever really oaked i'm not going into their overall and whatnot yeah uh they gave it a four out of five barrels yeah, maple syrup, vanilla, definitely, and a, a dark fruit note, and then dried raspberry on the on the the finish. Yeah, this. Whew. Yeah, yeah, that's some good that's a stuff. Winner. Okay, so there's a shit ton of shows, but we might even separate out these podcasts into yeah. different ones because so if you get a weird start and a weird finish, we're just gonna try to break some of these up so you're not listening to this episode for six and a half hours. Yeah, because it might be a thing. Uh, so let's go into, I have not watched Jurassic Park. We got the Jurassic okay. Park background. Yes. I watched Jurassic World when it came out, and I've watched it one time since then. I watched Jurassic World Dominion when it came out. Fallen not, Kingdom. That was the second one. Oh, uh, uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Dominion's the new one. Yes. Uh, Fallen Kingdom when it came out. Uh, not in theaters. I didn't watch any of these in theaters. Okay. Uh, I have never been that person for Jurassic Park. Yeah. I've never been against the movies. I couldn't tell you, other than Vince Vaughn being there, holding a baby raptor, I don't know what the fuck Lost World's about, and all I remember is William H. Macy running around in the third one. Yeah. Pretty much. There you go. That's all I got. So Jurassic Park was like my entire childhood. So you were all about it. There's I people that are... Jurassic Park bed sheets. I had Jurassic Park nightmares. I had the works. Oh, so you were... I you, was... You were deep. I was deep in okay. Jurassic Park as a kid. Uh, and so... We've seen all the Chris Pratt ones in theaters, and I saw the William H. William H. Macy one in theaters when I was a kid, or young adult. Um, yeah, we were late teens at that yeah. point. Yeah. So when Dominion was coming out, we decided to have a, a dinothon and just binge all of them from the first one to the Fallen Kingdom one um, for a couple different reasons. One, in doing this podcast, I've realized that I watch movies differently now. Yeah, like for sure. I, I catch nuances, I catch things that happen in past movies, especially when they no way home us and bring everyone back for one. Yeah, which, which they did in this. Yeah, um, and so just I'm really glad I did go back and watch it because there were things in this new movie that I'm like, ah, oh, that's from the first. That's, from the- <laughs> Wait, I, that's the thing. So with yeah, the stuff and I so saw. just and. I think we've learned on this podcast that I'm a sucker for nothing more than just nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So if you give me nostalgia. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, it's straight. That's your pandering? Yeah, pretty Just much. Hit me nostalgia with nostalgia and a cool bo- a whiskey label, and I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't take much. So, yeah. So, in the past week, week and a half, uh, I watched the the five previous movies. The first three are just my childhood. Yeah. The second one gave me nightmares until I was like 15 years old. The uh, dinosaur in the kid's window scene. Yeah, oh, yeah. Drinking from the pool. Yeah. Nightmares. I, that movie and Twister were my nightmare, my childhood nightmares. Twister fucked me up pretty yeah. bad. Uh, I think it's the beginning of the second one where all the like tiny baby raptors ate the little girl. Yeah. Even, and I was young when that came out. I remember seeing that 
And I was never a fan of Jurassic Park ever since then. Yeah. That was it. Going back and thinking about it now. That's fair. That stands out of like the little girl had ice cream or something and was surrounded by itty bitty tiny dinosaurs. Just like, what the fuck? And good thing I watched it then and not now as a dad to a daughter. <laughs> I would have fucking lost it. Yeah. Can't well, shit. that was like the world's worst daddy. He's like, we're on an abandoned island. Let her go play. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm in a store. I'm like, don't you fucking leave my side. Yeah. You don't know what's. Yeah, now. Nowadays. These, these that was days. back in the 90s when nothing happened to people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Latchkey parents. Yeah. Uh, and then they made the third one, which was just a, a money grab. because he, William H. Macy, and I can't remember the name of the the lady that was in it. She was Jane in Fun with Dick and Jane. Yeah. Uh, she was, yeah. And then they brought back the guy from the first one, who I know his name in the movie. It's Alan Grant. I can't remember his name. He was uh, Old Man Odin when Loki took over in the oh, play. Oh, yeah. Um. But he, he comes back for the third one, too. Just, I guess, to give relevancy to it. Yeah. Otherwise, no one's going to go see it. Um, which, actually, though, it's a fun movie. Like The third has, one? Yeah. It's because like a, I remember it was fun because they introduced a new dinosaur. Yeah. Because the first one, T-Rex is king. The first two were parks, the essentially. The second one, the T-Rex is king, but the T-Rex is king in New York. And everyone's scared. Yeah. And then the third, the third one, one, it was... T-Rex gets curb stomped in eight and a half seconds. Okay, but and I will give credence to the fact when that thing grabbed, bit the back of its head, put its foot on it, and just broke its neck and dropped it there. And then left. I was like, that's a gangster fucking dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, I, I remember liking the third one. I remember not being a huge fan of Jurassic Park movies because of the little girl scene. Even to this day, it makes me go, Ugh. Yeah. Um, yes, that all makes sense. Now, again... Chris Pratt is currently in the world of can really do no wrong. Right. Andy from Parks and Rec. And then he's like, Star Lord. Hold on. If I get in shape, I can get, I could be a leading man. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Fuck this beer. Lead something. Yeah. And now he's leading everything. All of the things. He, have you watched the trailer for the Amazon Prime show, The Terminalist? No. So, The Terminalist is based on a book, a series of books written by a Navy SEAL who the name escapes me. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple times. Uh, very, very popular. This is the first season is based on the first book. And okay. Chris Pratt is the lead character of the whole thing. Apparently it's very dark, very violent, very, very violent. Stemmed in reality of here's a story, but all the action that happens is how Navy SEALs would handle stuff from the gear that they had, the stuff he was wearing the planning of going after and doing things, the operations that they show in the show, they had military personnel in working with all the actors, all the writers, all the directors. To make it as real and correct as possible. From the stuff they would say, everything. Interesting. And I was like, well, Isn't that's... It interesting seeing Chris Pratt play that role? Uh, I saw the trailer, and when we get done with this, I'll show it to you real quick. In our, We're going to have to split this up, because I just realized... Stranger Things season four happened. Oh, yeah. And we got to talk about all of that. Did you finish it? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, this, this might be three podcasts. I'm going to be hammered today. Oh, it's a good thing we're drinking barrel proof. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Water and Nerd Talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be episode three or four. Yeah, it might need to be. Uh, uh, yeah, so then you get to the new Jurassic Park movie. It's with Chris Pratt. With Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt and uh, Dallas Bryce Howard. The redhead. Bryce Dallas Howard. That one. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Yep. 
Okay, so uh, the first one, you basically get the remake of, we have a park, and we are genome splitting and making dinosaurs. The cool thing was... So you can't say John Krasinski, but you're going to flat out, and without losing stride, we're going to genome split some dinosaurs. Dude, I've been watching these movies for a week and a half straight. <laughs> I, I, know, I could probably go make a dinosaur in your backyard right now at this point. But the point I was going to say, they have the same guy making the dinosaurs in every movie, with the exception of the third one, because they're, they're just on an island. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, it's a cast of six Yeah, in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the same, I, and I don't know the actor's name, but the same guy, he was, that was in the very first one. And it was weird going back because I, had, I remembered the Chris Pratt ones where he's a little bit older. He's like a young, mm-hmm. strapping young gentleman. And then you see him in the one that just came out. I'm like, yeah, I guess it has been about 25 years, huh? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, uh, the Asian gentleman, right? Yeah. 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 And then again, in this third one, you bring back everybody. Yeah. You got you Alan. Jeff Goldblum, you Alan got Jeff Grant. Goldblum, you yeah. have the, and again, and I probably should have wrote these names down. Um, you have the, the blonde lady that was in the first one and the third one. She's the third one for all of about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, in she the beginning, in the very end. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you have the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard who are in the first two. Um, and the second one, the second out of all of them, like going back, being a big Jurassic Park dinosaur fan, um, the second one's probably my least favorite of the Chris Pats, like uh, accumulatively. Kingdom one? Yeah. Because wasn't that the one where they were like black market bidding on dinosaurs to, to the end yes now okay. there are two badass tear jerking scenes which go back and watch it you'll probably cry at the second one okay but the very first one like it still pulls on my heartstrings i know they're robotics and cgi i know like, these i know i know they're I know not dinosaurs real, aren't real dinosaurs there's not like a velociraptor in the backyard or anything there's one in the kennel over there Indeed, but- <laughs> goddamn right there are but uh so it starts off, there's a volcano erupting, and that's why they have to get them off the island. But they're getting them off the island to go auction them off and also get uh, their DNA yeah. to continue to make them. Uh, when they're pulling the boat away and there's a brontosaurus like, walking down the boat ramp as like the flames are coming behind it, I'm like, yeah, God. Like, I don't know. I'm such a dork. Yeah. I'm like, but that fake animal in that <laughs> fictional movie is going to get hurt. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Yeah, none of it's real. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, robotics and CGI. No fake animals were actually hurt in the making of this film. Yeah. But, uh, so going off those, going into this one. So, the only thing I'd heard about this movie going into it was it was review bombing. Uh, I looked it up after I watched the movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting at a 38. Whoo. Which is low, low. Yeah, I, I have only read a headline. Of a review. One. Yeah. Just one. And the headline was the third in the Chris Pratt Jurassic Park trilogy is a two hour example or whatever they said of why it needs to be the last one. Yes. So I read the, I read, or I didn't read any of the reviews. I just read that it was bombing. Yeah. 38% Rotten Tomatoes, which bad is 60 or below. It's a, a below a 40, which is really bad. Yeah. Now, we'll get into reviews. I want to talk about reviews in a minute. But, uh, reviews in general. Okay. But, so we, we go into it. We didn't, we'd, I mean, we'd watch the trailers. They really didn't release a lot in the trailers. They didn't release much in the trailers. Yeah. They were very quick and just kind of, hey, there's dinosaurs. They really, 
They and everyone's coming back. They didn't really do the Marvel thing, where Marvel gives you almost nothing, a general consensus, and then probably two scenes too much. Those are your three trailers you yeah. get leading up to a Marvel yeah. movie. Because Jurassic Park got the first two. Yes. And then kept showing you those two. That was it. Yeah. Which I think is better, because someone like me can piece together your entire movie yeah. off those three trailers for yeah. damn sure. And I've done it a couple times, and I think I did it again with Thor. Now. We'll see. I challenge you to watch every Jurassic Park trailer there is out there and try to put this movie together because you won't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. So Park. there's a plot and a subplot. The plot is why the movie's good. Okay. And the subplot is why the movie's bad. The subplot mm. is why people, why, I, why I'm assuming the reviews are coming in poor. Okay. Because the subplot is a little cringe, a little cheesy. There's some older actors, some very young actors, actresses, and there's dinosaurs. There's yeah. some actors that haven't been in a lot, haven't don't have the experience their craft with in a while. The, uh, hey, you're actually going to be scared of a tennis ball. Yeah. And, and you need to interact with a tennis ball, and the tennis ball is a dinosaur. Yes. And you're also... You're replaying a character you played 20 years ago. Remember how to do that and go. Yeah. So there's, and that, that can be I, difficult to do. I feel like, but I feel like for the people that you ha you're asking to do this, Jeff Goldblum Jeff has Goldblum had was gold. one. He did not have any issues at all. Well, <laughs> that's because show me anything Jeff Goldblum has done where he's not playing Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah. And he was, and it worked perfectly. Yeah. Um, so the movie as a whole, we loved it. Like, I was... The only problem I had with the movie was the guy sitting three seats down to my left wouldn't get off his phone until I verbally had to tell him, hey, get off your fucking phone. And he just freakishly put it away. That was my only qualm with the movie. Now, again, the subplot, there's some scenes with a little extra cheese on it. It got a little cheesy. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's young actors, it's old actors, it's dinosaurs. Are you expecting an Oscar no. Yeah. It, that's it's, that's the thing that and it might this might be a segue into your review talk. My response when people have a problem with the movie is what were you expecting? Yeah. And uh, Eric and Andrea consistently and aggressively shit on Venom. Yeah. Which isn't great. It's not that bad though. No. It's nowhere near as bad as... Uh, fuck, we all watched Morbius a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Morbius was really bad. It was funny because we were all here watching it, Mystery Science Theater, doing that. Yeah, making fun of it as we watched it. And it was hysterical, which made the movie better. But that movie by itself is infinitely worse than Venom. Now, oh, easily. And you got Let There Be Carnage, which was slightly better than the first one, but it was the same movie. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is... What are you expecting from this movie that all of a sudden, because a bad rating is nothing more than where is disappointment and disappointment is reality versus your expectations. Sometimes your expectations are here and reality is here. And you're like, oh, my God, Top Gun Maverick is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it's the reverse. Yeah. You're your expecting... expectations are here. Yeah. And reality is way down here, and you're, oh my god, Joss Whedon doesn't know how to direct Justice League. Yeah. All apply. So, for you, 
So that being said, and also me being a big fan of Jurassic Park, I loved it. I thought it was entertaining. It was yeah. fun. The dinosaur scenes were badass. Like, there's a raptor chase scene, which sounds like, oh, it's a raptor. It was badass. And the way they played it out, badass. They added a new character. Obviously, this would be the end of it, but they added a new character. She was badass. Um, the dinosaurs were badass. Every dinosaur scene was cool as shit. From, like, there's, um, like, illegal, like, dog breeding. They're illegal dinosaur breeding because they're all out in the open world. That's how the second one ends is they all kind of escape the uh, black market deal and just run off. Mm-hmm. And so this one opens up like there's dinosaurs everywhere. Like, like hey, don't go too far down Highway 75 because once you get in those fields, <laughs> there's raptors. There's raptors. Yeah. So there's- this one, like some of them are living like happily because like, they found like a habitat that suits them. But for the ones that didn't suit, they're like in the city. And like there's like a T-Rex knocking over trailers on a trailer park and shit gets wild. Um, First it was tornadoes. <laughs> now it's T-Rexes. Never safe in a trailer park. Never safe in a trailer park. But um, the, the dinosaur scenes were cool. They brought back dinosaurs that haven't been in it since the first one. Like the uh, the the acid spitting one. Uh that kills I, the fat guy. I, I would be remiss if I didn't correct you because my daughter would oh, yeah. straight jack me up. It's called the Dilophosaurus. Okay. It is not the size of a small chicken. No, it's not in the movie either. Because they're actual... The one thing I did notice about the dinosaurs that they showed in uh, Dominion is they're slightly more accurate, historically speaking, I was going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. Like, because, again, dinosaurs, most of which had some configuration of feathers. Yes. Raptors were actually the size of chickens or small dogs. They were not the size of horses. A Dilophosaurus, however, was actually supposed to be the size of a horse. Did have that. Does not spit acid. That was a movie alteration. Uh, well, they spit acid in this. <laughs> <laughs> So the writers at uh, Warner Brothers or 20th Century Fox or whatever the fuck owns Jurassic Park this time uh, said, fuck your eight-year-old. We're going to stick to what yeah. we do. Now, to nod on to like, the, the historical accuracy of what we've actually kind of learned about like dinosaurs. What dinosaurs probably look like. Again, like, dinosaurs are technically birds now. Yeah, they evolved essentially into birds yeah. and other animals, but essentially mostly birds. Which you're going to sit here and tell me... <laughs> Remember how I said that we never go on tangents? Uh, you're going to sit here and tell me the fucking alligator is less of a dinosaur than that fucking winged rat pigeon that keeps shitting on my car? Yep. That's a pterodactyl. I'm going to call straight universal bullshit on that one. Yeah. Because an also, alligator... Alligators have been around for... Tens of thousands of hundreds of years. No, they're just descendants from other alligators. That's just what they are. They've never had to evolve. These ones evolved. Yeah, they used to be 800 feet long. Yeah. (laughs) That is one of my favorite ones of the new one, is the giant alligator whale shark thing. Yeah. That thing's badass. Uh, There's a couple scenes with that. It's it's like it's evolving. Especially because that's what I liked about the end of the Jurassic World one. It's like, this thing's the biggest, baddest, giant whale gator. (laughs) It's like, well, that was over. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that was just the fucking end of it. Yeah. Um, but to go back to historical relevancy, like they said, like the T-Rex was more of a scavenger than it was an, an attacker. Carnivore. And yeah. this had uh, this like a dead deer that got 
back the fuck handed by another dinosaur. <laughs> like as dinosaurs, there's a blind dinosaur, and he's just walking around. And he like smells a deer and just just backhands the shit out of it, kills nope. it. But I guess that opens up the fact that it kills the deer, and then a T Rex comes and just picks it, it starts, up, yeah, eats it, goes on about its business. So like scavenger. Now again, the backhanding bird of death is feathers kind of more of a beak yeah. than a mouth um it's also uh edward scissor dinosaur <laughs> it's called like these it just sits there awkwardly with long... his hands up kind of yeah um but then to give you your your uh as a sean watson would say your happy ending you would uh you have the badass uh t-rex fight scene <laughs> we can't even get to all the stuff that happens in the nfl <laughs> We haven't touched the NFL in weeks, and shit's been going down. We just have so much other shit to talk about, but yeah. my God. Yeah. And the Texans were in on it. <laughs> like, here, we're covering it. To here's get rid some of NDAs and some yeah. of our own hotel rooms. Anyway, yeah. just, oh. Yeah, you do get your uh, your badass T-Rex fight at the end of the movie. Um, you get a little bit more cheese, and then it ends. Now, does it end the way you'd want that kind of a series to end? Ah, kind of, kind of, I guess. Um, it's a good enough ending. It's not the greatest ending. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Goldblum, the actor that plays Alan Grant, and the woman that was in the first uh, trilogy, uh, they're great. It's good. Um, the new characters, actors they bring in for this movie, they're all great. There's like four main ones. They're all great. Jeff Goldblum's great. Um, Chris Pratt is really good. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, was I really good in the first one and kind of went from back. there. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed her character enough. Her character played its role for what her character was in the first one. Yeah, and then when the first one left the new park and everything, she was there to do, but they wanted to keep her, her relevancy, there. Relevancy, yeah. Her relevancy is that's the perfect word dissipated dramatically from the yeah. first to the second movie from what I can remember. Yeah. Again, I barely remember and the And then the one. little girl that's in the second one, mm -hmm. the one that's the clone of her mother, which is kind of that whole plot was they recreated a human and it was that little girl. That was part of the movie. Um, Fuck, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> she's in the third one. Um, uh. Yeah, because she's being raised by her grandfather because her mother died and it turns out towards the end that she is a clone of her mother. That she's not actually and a mother's daughter. When mother, know, when mother died, Grandpa couldn't let go, and so cloned. He's the one that was with John Hammond in the first one, creating all the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So they cloned. But they, in this new one, they they go into the cloning process and like how she's like perfect because they removed any kind of abnormalities in the cloning process, and that plays into the storyline of this movie. That. There's some actual real life parallels to that. There's some scary shit going on with yeah. cloning and cellular yeah. regeneration. Oh, well, yeah. When you can. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on out there. That's yeah. a whole so, different tangent. Overall, uh, I, I loved it. If you would grade it. Oh, you've never done this. Okay. I've done it because I'm an idiot. Whiskey grade this movie. You knew I was going to do that. Yeah, I knew. I started, I started guessing ahead of you. Yeah. I'm going to have to kill some dead silence here while I think. In uh, editing, which is Jurassic Park six series as a whole is an Elijah Craig barrel proof. 
Okay. It's just what you want. It's warm. It's inviting. It, and you look up at it in the top corner of your shelf every like three months, and you're like, I do want that right now. You're like, that is good. That I, is what's going to make me happy right now. It's not a high end, you know, blood oath packed, whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's not this fancy thing. Yeah. It's not. But when you find abundant. it, you buy it. But when you have it, you're like, oh, man, I do like this. This is really yeah. good. Okay. All and right. Okay. I'll buy that. So then Jurassic Park Dominion. Ooh, it'd a, be easier if I was looking at a giant like wall of whiskey. Um, no one said this was easy. I know. Okay. Hey, what's just because I've done it three times like an idiot. What is over? Hang on, I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up my list. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait for the lines to go flat <laughs> on Yeah. Which doesn't help now that we're talking. Talking again. It's curveball barbecue whiskey. No. Now we gotta put the barbecue whiskey with the whiskey dough. No, none of those. It's Penelope Four Grain. It's just what it needed to be. Interesting. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing special. It's just what it needed to be. And I'm probably going to watch it like five more times. I'll watch it once to say I watched it, and then that'll be it. Probably never again. Like... You still haven't even watched Dune, which is offensive. Yeah, I haven't. You need to watch Dune. Dune is so... I have like 9 million things I need to watch right now. I know. It's so hard to get caught up. I know, but when you talk about how we watch movies now, it's not just like, I want to see things go boom and boobs. Uh, (laughs) It's like, why is this actor doing this? What's the storyline set up? Where's the holes and how they create things? There's not a lot of holes in that movie. That movie's beautiful. So yeah. four grand Penelope actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And like like I said, I I really enjoyed this movie. The to me still going like best to worst would be hard to do. Cause I would say I'd honestly probably say the first one's still the best just because it's kind of hard to top first ones. The second one was really good because you get Jeff Goldblum and you get Vince Vaughn and you get uh, that other big name actress whose name has slipped my mind. Um, no idea i don't know who i i forgot that jeff goldblum was in the second one yeah he's like the main actor yeah no i remember <laughs> vince vaughn holding a baby raptor and that the t-rex yeah, was in new york it was a baby t-rex and they're in san diego see i already <laughs> fucked that up <laughs> yeah all yeah. those things because they're coming from costa rica so all i actually remember is vince vaughn yeah vince vaughn's there yeah vince yeah. vaughn was there yeah He's like uh, number four, I think, on the actor list. <laughs> he was four on the call sheet. Yes, yeah, four on the call. Cool, he's like 19 in the movie. He's young. It's 96, 7? Because the first one's 94. Yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah. Um, I, I like them all for different reasons. Because the first three were my childhood. And like I can still throw Jurassic Park 3 on. Just because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to any of the movies. It's not on a park. There's like seven yeah. dinosaurs. 
<laughs> it's just it's, they just made a movie to make some money. Yeah, I still watch it. Uh, the one I'll probably watch the least. I think I've watched the third one the most. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, because the least about the parks or the dinosaurs. Yeah, just William H Macy running around trying to find a son. Yeah, lying about being a billionaire. Yeah, is really. I actually have no money. Home Tile Plus. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this one is. It's actually one of the better ones. Like it's up probably top three to me. I will watch it. I will not watch it in theaters, mostly because by time I'm so damn busy. We're so fucking busy over the next few weeks. Yeah. That by the time I get around to having opportunity to watch it, it'll be streaming. It'll be streaming and Thor's coming out. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch it here. It will not be a movie I have to watch in. Is that Trevor Noah? It is. Oh, look it at him. Uh, Uber commercial. Um, yeah, it's good. Go watch it. Ignore the reviews uh, and deal with the subplot because it's dinosaurs and kids. There you go. And. You know what? That's going to do it for this episode. We might actually yeah. knock out three episodes in a day here. Yeah. Because on the next episode, we're going to break down Obi-Wan Kenobi, episodes three and four, and Miss Marvel, episode, episode one. one, which, hey. Yeah. Surprisingly not shit. Like. Again, we're going to talk about reviews. But. Because a lot of people shit on this show. Eh. Yeah. Don't shit. Yeah. Pick it up. I don't need you to Amber Heard this. I need you to take a break. <laughs> all right? Let's for once. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not shit on it. And then uh, in a later episode, we will hit up all of Stranger Things and, and the, the boys. boys' first four episodes because... I feel like we're missing one. Like, that's six things in one day, but I feel like we're still missing something. But uh, we'll start there. No. We'll see what pops up over the next two bottles, six episodes. Yeah, so next episode, we did, again, the Larceny C921 Barrel Proof, a weeded bourbon yep. um, from Heaven Hill Distillery. was very, very, very good. And then we're going to do its brother next episode, which is Elijah Craig A122, 120.8 proof, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. So, all right. You know what to do? Uh, hit like, hit subscribe. Social media, commission episode. We're changing names. We don't know what we're doing. We're changing names. Soon, this we're going to do videos differently. I'm going to get a laptop at some point. We're going to do fun editing. Do digital podcasts. We're, oh, we're going to Zoom for sure. Because we yeah. could actually do like 10-minute hits. Mid-week, yeah. Yeah, quick things of on a Thursday, hey, did you watch Obi-Wan? And just throw something together real quick. So we're not Before we actually do the episode. Yeah, cramming yeah. everything in. Yeah. We're going to piece this into something easily more easily digestible and spaced out and a lot more content so drink whiskey hail hydra did you already drink all your whiskey i did it was so good i could stop you fucked up the toast